Hey, Charlie. Hey, Giovanni. You want to be on top? Giovanni, I invented being on top. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to You Want to Be on Top, a podcast dedicated to all things America's next top model, where your hosts, Charlie Jensen and I, Giovanni and Naya, we live all our favorite and cringy moments from the iconic show spanning 24 cycles. We are going straight to the catwalk and walking like it's for sale and the rent is due tonight. Join us as we cry, smize, and close the gap to claim the title of America's Next Top Model. So we leave you with this. Do you want to be on top? (laughs) Yes. Welcome back to the original You Want to Be on Top, an episode-by-episode retrospective of America's Next Top Model not hosted by any famous drag queens. I'm your co-host, Charlie Jensen, and I'm joined by my co-host, Dr. Giovanni Anaya of the ANTM Institute International. Hello, thank you. I'm glad to be back. Who is ready to be prescribed some more medication? We are definitely feeling very ill, doctor. I'm so glad you're here. (laughs) We have a special guest assisting us today. Please introduce yourself to the panel. Hi, guys. Um, My name is James. I'm a uh, longtime listener, I guess is how I would put it, and longtime ANTM fan. James, but would you call yourself a topper? That is the question. (laughs) <laughs> that feels really personal um, this is a we'll safe take space. that as a yes <laughs> well tell our listeners how you got into ANTM and what some of your favorite cycles and models are so I got into ANTM the it's actually kind of crazy but the second when they were airing the second season I which is you know apropos for me appearing they, um, I went over to a friend's house and they were watching it. And it was funny because it was the episode where I think it was two episodes ago or three with uh, where Katie and CMR were fighting. And I remember looking at the lineup and telling my friends, pointing at Ioana and saying, I like her, she's going to win. And then I didn't watch the show for a little bit. And then when it started, when it started marathoning on VH1, I was poor and became totally hooked. And as far as like models that I love are cycles, I really do think two and three are the best cycles personally. Um, Joanna's like my diva just because I love that, you know, she lost 50 pounds. She like did a lot of work. Um, and then I have a sentimental favorite, which is um, I love Michelle from cycle four. I know a lot of people hate her, but I just, there's something about, I remember there's a point where she's like crying and Janice is like, um, you're blonde and six feet tall and like reminding her of what she is. And she was bisexual. I just, those are probably my two favorites. And I love Anshul from seasons uh, seven as well. Yeah, That's just like a Anshul. gorgeous goddess. Like I had never really seen Indian representation before I saw her, except for Julie, who was kind of a dud <laughs> from season three. Um, so Anshul Joseph like blew my mind. I loved Anshul. Mm-hmm. Great. Well, let's get down to business and work through today's episode. We are discussing cycle two, episode six. James, would you lead us off? Sure. We start with Camille reflecting on the previous elimination, saying that she knew she wasn't going to go home, and Katie making the observation that Camille has no emotions, which we feel like is pretty accurate. Uh, Katie complains about having to sort of change herself for the show, but decides, I'm just going to do what I'm going to do and go back to my plain Jane look, which is one of my favorite ANTM kisses of death the show does love to tell girls to be themselves and then be like and you're going home yeah. <laughs> it's That's just right, like, it's like be yourself but not but not too much 
<laughs> it's a little confusing no wonder a lot of these girls have to go through therapy the, 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 it's too demanding again our favorite postage arrives we get some tyra mail and this tyra mail says um something not very memorable but all that we can remember is that it says is that the world is full of color and something else but it ends up with black and white so fresh look is color for your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Where is Lizzie McGuire when you need her? <laughs> Camille wakes up to a swollen mouth. Um, she probably had an allergic reaction. What we did, what you saw in the previous scene was they were going out for dinner and Camille was only eating pickles and ketchup. So maybe she just had an over vinegary meal. And so now like her pH balance is kind of fucked up and it's just like all acidic now. You really are a doctor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So she's like worried about that. And then they meet um, Jay Manuel at this beautiful loft studio that is the set of their photo shoot um, with photographer Bill Heiberger. And the first thing that caught my eye wasn't even the photographer of the set, but it was that big ass IBM computer sitting on the desk. Like that's how they were gonna review the photos. Like this is truly computer lab class. Like when they overheated, you had to unplug it from the back. That's also <laughs> where Jay manages his international crime syndicate, <laughs> which funds his kitchen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then Mercedes takes note that Bill um, clucks his tongue every time he snaps the photo, but I think he's just he's just one with the camera. He's one with the shutter. I think like, this, I you know what I I bet he invented he invented clucks, and that's where Alyssa Edwards started to cluck. <laughs> it's a margin story. Yeah. <laughs> Camille asks to go last, and she's you know going through something. To our memory, we can't ever recall a time where a girl is requesting her position in the photo shoot. So she got lucky because. Jay was like, you do you, take care of your of your, of your mouth and we'll see what happens. And then we find out that they're doing a beauty shot, which is black and white. Um, it's all about the close-ups. Jay says that they're the hardest because there's nowhere to hide. It feels a little bit like a nothing burger of a shoot to me. It was, there was, they were definitely serving in and out realness on the shoot. And <laughs> that you have to wait forever to get your order. Yeah. <laughs> So then they meet Kyle Hagler, uh, the IMG manager who would work with the winner after the shoot. He talks about how model actresses are double threats because they're starting to take models places on magazine covers because they're actually better able to convey emotions through their shoots. So then we go to our teach. Yes, uh, the teach featuring uh, Tyler Perry favorite Tasha Smith Arquise. We'd love to see it. Uh, Camille, though, is absent because she's decided that this is the right time to run out and get some meds for her mouth. <laughs> so first, Tasha gives them a blank piece of paper and makes them pretend it's a Dear John letter from someone who rejected them. Almost immediately, the room is awash in model tears. Um, thank God they're not wearing makeup. It would have been a, a massacre. <laughs> April notably like basically flips a computer switch inside of her programming and like activates <laughs> the peer protocol and it's just like tears everywhere. She was doing so much work like she, she was working hard. There was sweating on the brow and also tears down the cheek for sure. Yeah. There was just moisture everywhere. <laughs> the wheels were grinding up in her and she was, didn't know what she was supposed to. She couldn't compute. <laughs> can, someone, can someone grab a paper towel? Please? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I would say that a lot of the girls do really well in this part. Yeah, so then Cam Camille comes in while everyone is like 
completely destroyed from crying. And she just gives that like, oh my God, what did I just walked into? And for me, I don't know about you guys, but I felt like the minute she walked in because they were in the middle of this intense situation, negative energy just went right towards her for coming in late. It's like everyone's attending a funeral and then Camille comes in. She's like, hi, everybody. Got <laughs> <laughs> my medication. But she, she, wasn't, she, literally just, she literally just walked in and uh, Tasha was like, well, hello there. We have a new friend. <laughs> <laughs> like she knew someone was going to come up eventually. <laughs> then they end up uh, role-playing conversations with the person from like said letter, or I don't know if it's from the letter, but it's just from people who've rejected them in the past. Which is also like majorly fucked up. Mm-hmm. And it's, we just, what ensues is just tons of like fake mixed with real crying. Uh, Camille does not bring it when she has to have a one-on-one with Joanna. She's like basically reading the phone book to Joanna for that whole segment. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of, it's like such a stunt to like make them have to do that with each other. Like that was so, I could see the producers like high-fiving in the background for that. And Tasha- They're like, this is our Emmy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Here's our tension for the week. Then uh, <laughs> Tasha gives them a script to memorize overnight for an event that's going to come the next day. Any professional does, you know, they rehearse, you practice. So we get cutaways of the girls practicing back at the loft. The girls think that the script is cheesy. I mean, obviously, you know, it's this is not like you're reading for Scorsese or something you're reading for. It's not Aaron Sorkin here. Come on. Yeah. (laughs) It's nothing. It's nothing really. It's just a script, girls. Katie says that it sounds like a soap opera, which I wouldn't be surprised because if you're going to cry, you know, where else do you cry besides in the soap opera? Um, And she can't take it seriously because, you know, Katie's only 18. They realize that there is a passionate kiss written to this script, which, um, is the most talked about subject (laughs) in this. And then the next day we're back at the theater with Tasha. And we meet our guest judge, Mark Collier, from As the World Turns. So it kind of makes sense that Katie predicted that this sounded like a soap opera script. And here they are performing with with a soap opera star. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) (laughs) We noticed that April and Shandy do really great in the scene. Um, They brought real emotions um, to the what we would like to call as stilted and shitty dialogue. (laughs) Um, And it's about... um, I guess an army man who went missing and so they thought he was dead you know because why you know they have a funeral for him yeah they have a funeral (laughs) a military funeral a military funeral that um you know obviously the the flag is draped over the coffin as Sarah um you know (laughs) points out (laughs) Mark noticed that Katie was showing it but not actually feeling it but because to Katie's defense she has a boyfriend so she couldn't get into it Camille took the much unapproved liberty of changing the script as she was performing like this was an impromptu (laughs) like the comedy store like performance or something i don't know i yeah she literally turns the character into a sculptor which was not (laughs) in the script (laughs) yeah (laughs) like i I don't recall anyone else talking about them being a sculptor in their scenes her mind (laughs) um and uh you know cut away to tasha and it's a it's i get a very comeback feel energy it's just like it's they just zoom in on her just like so casually she's like poor camille she's clueless (laughs) give her another take give her another take (laughs) (laughs) and then we see cutaways of the kiss happening and katie kisses him and she's like disgusted by the fact that she has to kiss another man 
Um, and then she brings up again that she has a boyfriend. When um, really she should be thanking the producers for that opportunity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you for letting I me know, kiss a handsome too. heterosexual man in this yeah. moment. Mm-hmm. Um, Shani notes that passionate kissing to her means using tongue. So congratulations to Mark, I guess. <laughs> that was a real gift. It's always the quiet ones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sneak attack. It's kind of a nice little set. It's kind of like a little sneak peek too because we know shandy likes oh, the yeah. men's so um <laughs> i do feel like it's a little bit of a foreshadowing as we might say this is like where shandy gets the idea to like self-destruct later yeah <laughs> she's like this is what it's like to feel sexy <laughs> or oh my god no very ethical you like my body <laughs> <laughs> she's feeling she's feeling her oats uh. <laughs> Uh, so Tasha picks April and Shandy as the top performers and Mark agrees. April wins the challenge and she kind of like confusingly picks Katie to go with her on a shopping spree, even though Katie brought literally the worst energy to this entire exercise. So April and Katie do go shopping that night and April picks out a lovely set of earrings and a necklace. Katie, who apparently was just going along for moral support, leaves the store empty handed. <laughs> I think she has to like to go food containers with her. Just what? I feel like she has containers in her hand. Oh, like she like had like carrying their leftovers. Yeah, I feel like that's what had happened. <laughs> Maybe there was like lunch involved, but I was like not even noticing those details because I was too busy being mega focused on April's pink silk three-quarter length cargo pants that she was wearing <laughs> with a very deep V-neck. Um, we decided a lot of adjectives for pants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was definitely like a lot of yeah, it was a lot of like elements with kind of what we gathered might be like a vintage Halston top, maybe from a thrift store back in the day. I don't know. I loved the pants. I The pants were like chic to me. I was like, they so fluid. Yeah. <laughs> As a Gap employee, I can tell you they were on every hanger. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Another Tyra mail. Arrives telling them you have to fight to be America's next top model and to be ready early. Uh, We see Katie crying uh, the next day or in the morning because of her oatmeal, quote unquote, tastes healthy. I just want to jump in here and say like, why couldn't she have brought this this memory to the acting challenge? (laughs) (laughs) This is the first time that she cries for real in the whole episode is because of the oatmeal. Oh, okay. I was like, what energy was she bringing eating oatmeal that she could have brought to the (laughs) challenge? (laughs) But then I realized that her husband, that her her lover was dead, presumed dead. So you could see the the shock of, oh my God, he's back. (laughs) That's fine. But you give me healthy oatmeal and that is a deal breaker. It's just, it's like, has she... But to me, it's just like her her ancestors are probably part of the original shakers. So like, this is like a home cooked meal for you. So I feel like this is something she should be used to eating. (laughs) Bland oatmeal just seems familiar, right? (laughs) Yeah, it's very on. If she wants to be plain Jane, she's going to have to eat her oatmeal plain. That's that's high cuisine in Minnesota. Yeah. So the girls end up at a commercial shoot for Rolito's Chips shot by James Gay. And I want to point out that I love that Jay just loves to dress up to match the theme of whatever they're doing. And today he decided to look like a gay Neo. <laughs> and that, which makes sense because the shoot is very like Matrix style and all the girls end up in some form of black leather, slick back hair, 
bustiers, I love that word, and boots. Which is basically the dress code for the eagle. (laughs) (laughs) That's why Jay had the look. (laughs) (laughs) They will be, again, um, suspended on wires, which obviously is something that Katie's uncomfortable with. I also wanted to mention that Sarah says that she's also afraid of heights. She's just not a big baby. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Uh, Camille is relieved about the shoot and she says because she doesn't have to cry she'll be fine because she's fighting (laughs) (laughs) she gets to be hard (laughs) (laughs) it's like an emotion she can draw on that's easier like more more available they're all giving her a lot to work with to be fair (laughs) (laughs) after the week she's had she's like totally ready (laughs) so we see a lot of shots of kind of flying girls, them kind of grappling each other, sort of fake fighting. But then we randomly see Katie sort of levitating, but not moving. It's kind of interesting. Like there's only one shot where it shows her and Sarah being lifted and then put back down, which, um, yeah, I don't know. And uh, April ends up standing out. They they love her. And she even, you know, says that she's excited to be doing it, which I feel like she's kind of excited to do everything. And Camille does pretty good but there weren't really any comments on the rest of the cast. No, and you know what, now that I'm thinking about it, I think they had Sarah only do the levitating part because she probably brought up that she had the bad knee and the surgeries. Mm. And so they, they want her to fuck up her knee. So that's probably why they gave her just such an easy like scene. Yeah. I, I'm just saying, I, I wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> because you were 13. <laughs> partly, huh? partly because you were 13. Yeah. <laughs> I can't help it. <laughs> A lot of this commercial is literally just them fighting and stuff, but there is, um, you know, some copy that needs to be read, um, you know, because this is a commercial shoot, so they have to also speak and be a spokesperson for these Rolito chips. Jay kind of annoys me, and he tells Mercedes that she needs to sound superhero tough, not Bronx tough. What's that supposed to mean, Jay? <laughs> is that she's talking to a little, she's being a little ghetto or something? Uh, it doesn't, it doesn't sit right with me. Cut away to Camille's takes. I'm confused as to what she thought the assignment was because she shifts between a British accent to what sounds somewhat Latino, or if she puts on some sort of Latin accent and we get a cutaway to Mercedes in her confessional saying, I'm more Cuban than her, honey, and I'm not even Latin. So it's just like, <laughs> Camille thought she did great, good for her. I, I just don't think she understood who this was being targeted to. And I was like, what if my character were international? Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I will. I mean, you know what? They are being, this is an international product. So I guess that kind of makes, she's trying to relate to the every person. She's like, uh, she, she's like the Dorit of Top Model where she like has, yes. that, has that accent where you can't really place it because she apparently grew up all over the place. Or like Madonna. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, and then obviously we get a cut to Katie's takes and much like her personality and her look, it's a very flat performance. Womp womp. Well, Tyra Mail. Announces judging is tomorrow. At panel, <laughs> Kyle Hagler is our gorgeous guest judge. Love oh, him. yes. Tasha gives them the panel challenge to say the line, I've never wanted anything more than this. And if I don't get it, I'm going to die. First, seductively, and then they need to say it and make the judges laugh. So Sarah is definitely, quote unquote, seductive. (laughs) Yeah, she seemed like, I just was confused by 
her shirt and like her adjusting the the tank top like to fit right and pushing her boobs together it was it was a confusing seduction for me personally agree agree <laughs> but that's like the equivalent of a gay man wearing a jock strap and just playing with a strap as they're <laughs> trying to undress for their men. <laughs> so... Valid. Yeah. That I understand. <laughs> I, the gay community is going to come after me for that one. <laughs> Someone's like, that's my only move. <laughs> so April is seductive too, and Nigel uh, likes it. Oh. Uh, no awareness that he is a big, gross creep in that moment. And, um, <laughs> Our friend, the Barker, got excited again and probably made a little appearance. He's trying to get off that leash. <laughs> Camille walks the runway like a drag queen while she's talking, and literally no one in the room is turned on. <laughs> when they switch to humor, Katie puts on a very Valley Girl accent, but like no one, no one finds that funny at all. Um, Yuana really bombs, and Janice screams at her to make her laugh. So Yuana like really shockingly turns and flips up the back of her skirt to moon the judges and they all, they all do laugh so like props to Ioana that was a smart move I think that that ends up uh, paying off for her and the rest of the competition actually it made me love her more as a viewer for sure especially when I saw it the first time so the judges the judges review the black and white photos from the shoot and it's commented that Shandy has a blank look so Tyra, with Janice's encouragement, Tyra teaches her how to bring energy to the eyes and does the like dead face than the alive face, which is kind of funny because if you don't pay too much, if you don't pay close enough attention, it's kind of hard to see the difference. Just saying. Oh my god! Just, just saying. It's like it's. I'm just saying. Um, and then April looks. Uh, the comments on April's pictures are that she looks androgynous, which, you know, I have to give. Janice some props because she seems very like into this idea I, I remember hearing her comment where she goes you kind of look like a beautiful guy and then Janice says yeah hot guy so I kind of love that that, that like that was her thing like she was embraced yeah. that Mercedes is gorgeous with full lips she's got a beautiful profile Janice obviously loves it because Janice you know clearly favors Mercedes and I don't necessarily blame her Camille lost her neck in the photo uh yet again and Sarah has a nice look in her eyes, but it kind of, the smile's kind of crooked for some reason. And it makes her look like, with the way her hands are placed around her jaw, kind of makes it look like she's got uh, like a hurt wisdom tooth or like a sore, <laughs> you know, she needs to replace a crown or something. Uh, ironically, like modeling through the pain is gonna be a trend later where they're like, put your hand to your forehead, like you have a headache or like, oh my, my, tooth hurts like that's a thing totally what cycle is that teach from that's from cycle 10 it's from cycle yes. 10 <laughs> yeah where tyra gets to wear the cute the the cute um workout clothes and then she makes them wear that ugly red anyway i'm not going to go into it that's <laughs> yeah. for a later episode you'll be back <laughs> last but not least katie notably looks very young we get the iconic janice dickinson saying she looks quote unquote like a child prostitute uh which is not problematic at all this panel <laughs> loves to throw sex workers under the bus every day <laughs> It's 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 in, it's part of the contract. <laughs> it's someone has to say something problematic in every episode. <laughs> well, we get to elimination. Um, the favorite part of obviously after deliberation, roll call is as April gets called first. You know, I'll give her that one. This is a really great photo of her. Second is Joanna, Mercedes, 
Shandy and then Sarah. Tyra gives Sarah some advice about something. Maybe is it the eyes again? Mm-hmm. I think so. So that means, you know, Camille and Katie are in the bottom. Tyra says Katie is too commercial and too safe, even though she got an edgy haircut. Camille is a know-it-all, which we might recall is the Elise kiss of death from Cycle One, and that no one wants a cold model on the set. Tyra also, at this point, which was something that I was personally sort of uncomfortable with. I felt that Tyra was putting a lot of words in Camille's mouth at this point. That was just my personal thing. It just seemed like telling a quiet person what they are thinking on the inside just seems a little weird to me. Yeah, agree. It's aggressive. And Tara says, <laughs> even now, you're showing no vulnerability while sitting there waiting to be eliminated. <laughs> that, like, there's no response on her face, which I love her for. She's like, I'm not giving you the satisfaction. She just, she just blinks. Yeah. Has yeah. The, the, the fake context. It's and... like, what do they Amazing. call it? Like, nooch, where you're like, not going to give them anything. They call it, well, okay. yeah, anyway. That's a new term for me, so I don't even know that. <laughs> it's a Willem term, I think. Oh, okay. Like, neutral? Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Look, we're learning. <laughs> Unfortunately, our our Katie is plain Jane and eliminated. She says she's disappointed in herself. And while she's packing, she breaks a nail, which she lets us know, which I think is important. (laughs) And she also um, says my favorite quote, probably of an exit of a model of the entire series. I think she kind of started that exit crazy. Um, which eventually leads to Jade. But then again, that's another episode. But she says, I got my ass kicked off the show. And we were definitely, <laughs> I, was, I was personally impressed because they constantly talk about how she's 18 and how she's, you know, a little bit, she's not really mature or whatever. But to me, I thought this moment of uh, account personal accountability from an 18 year old was, um, it was notable. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I, that, that can honestly be number one in the the best exit interviews I think in the 24 cycles that this was on like nothing (laughs) compares to to being that aware that it's your fault that you're off the show (laughs) (laughs) and she says it so casually too she's just like and I got my ass kicked off the show (laughs) (laughs) oh it's so good it's just I want to put it on a t-shirt it's like it's like this is I think the gay version of this is when you're late to a meeting because you had to stop for Starbucks (laughs) (laughs) very astute let's move into judging the judges i'll see you in court dr anaya can you summarize some of the judges comments about the photos for us okay and you know just as last week uh this panel is also kind of some of the comments just don't sit right with me because you know all the comments the real comments are said about them behind closed doors (laughs) like not to their face half the time april was somehow commercial, which is really interesting because I think they they pitted April as this being this like droid and like only serving one look. Tyra notices that Shandy is only high fashion, questionable. <laughs> Tyra, I'm confused. <laughs> what is Nigel without having to talk about Joanna's body? Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. And that he has a problem or he has an issue with her body and would not want to see her in a bathing suit. Rude. Yeah. Tyra somehow, I'm confused because, um, you know, T-Zone's going on right now, but then she's over here talking about <laughs> Oh, <laughs> Joanna's body is like a house and you love everything else besides the kitchen. And I think it's funny that they compared it to a kitchen because they know that um, Joanna had like a food problem probably and was overweight. Wow. So it's just like yeah, the not- one spot in that, like she couldn't have been like the master bedroom was small, but it, it had to be the, the kitchen sucks. Well, the master bedroom. 
like because Joanna's racist. Oh, shoot. oh no! Oh, okay. Oh, I, was gonna, I was gonna call her the foyer, but that's the woo. You got it. Um, I also okay. think it's funny that they compare her to a house, and her last name is House, and no one sees the pun in that. That's no, all I'm saying. No, mm-hmm. no self awareness. No. <laughs> None. It's it, it's too much to ask of these people. <laughs> Of course, Mercedes has all the personality and the energy this time around because, you know, the week before Tyra was like, there was nothing. I f- you felt angry um, or you looked angry. And Katie, of course, has no oomph and they need more out of her. And then, you know, the same comments you've been hearing about Camille all cycle long is that she is a know-it-all. Janice doesn't want to work with a know-it-all. And then um, Nigel labels her as rude and aggressive. So... There he is again, labeling people. Kyle, our favorite model manager to have ever made an appearance on the show, <laughs> says that her drive can take her far. Because I guess as long as you know that you're not going to back down, I guess you'll get far in the industry. I like April's shot. I think it's it's strong. It's got energy. I also like Shandy's. And I think it's weird that they they didn't like it. Like Shandy's photo gives me a little bit of Alex and Harvard like very shocked, surprised. I, I, but I agree that just needed a little, just like a, a little squint, just a little something. Yeah. But it, I does look, also, it looks like I'm looking at a statue. It feels like there's strength there to me, even if there's not energy the way that they want. So I, I did like it. Ioana's is interesting. She's giving so many angles, but I kind of wish that she was a little more turned toward the camera. But I love this jawline. You could like slice butter with that. Mm-hmm. So those are those are my tops. Katie looks like he, she just watched her puppy get murdered in front of her, <laughs> and then they snapped the photo. So <laughs> she's modeling through. No, it. she's not even. She's not even that sad. I wouldn't even call that sad. That's just she looks just confused. Yeah. My my last comment, I guess, is that I I, I like Sarah on the show. I. And I think she's very beautiful. I've just never seen that come through in a photo at all. Like she, the posing is bad. She, her, her face in the light never looks like it does in real life. So I, I, I really struggle with her photos. I agree. And her, she, for some reason, Sarah's photo looks really kind of edited. Like her skin looks really smooth. Whereas April, you can see kind of the texture that she has. Yeah. And then Camille's is straight up deer in the headlights, like confused. I, I don't know. Katie gives me, um, have you seen this lost boy? <laughs> <laughs> milk carton realness. Yeah, milk carton realness. It's just like, <laughs> have you seen me? Like, where is John Walsh? Someone called John Walsh. Have you ever modeled before? Well, I was on a milk carton once. They never did find me. <laughs> this honestly, this reminds it. She looks like a little twink who's just like a little lost, and yeah, who's like has discovered Mickey's for the first time, and she's like, "Wait, I'm supposed to do what now?" Oh, Mickey. <laughs> um, I like Yuana's. Yuana's a serving straight up face. Mercedes, love the I like, but I feel like a lot of her photos have all been third quarter profile mm-hmm. nothing's been shot straight on it reminds me of the billy holiday picture yeah it's yeah it, she only has one look mm-hmm. james what do you think i it has to be said just because i love Joanna house so much that that picture i'm sorry it is slamming it is amazing it looks like it would be in img on the wall and people would want to book her i just there are no negatives it's cheeks it's chin it's lips it's i mean it's it's just everything i will say going into this shoot knowing about it i had my the only person i didn't really have 
a good ex like a high expectation for was Katie and she just delivered exactly what I thought she would um for me oatmeal. yeah bland oatmeal Camille's picture I think is funny because when it's showing her being photographed I'm like holy shit she's so beautiful but this looks like an outtake from the contact lens shoot that they did the previous season and they made it black and white like i just think it looks like a contact lens ad like for colored contacts but it's in black and white and sarah just bums me out because she's so beautiful and i thought i actually thought april um joanna and sarah are going to kill this because they just to me they're like have the face 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 and sarah just bums me out like her face doesn't look symmetrical it's very weird. And April's also just, it's freaking killer. I just, the neck, the expression, she just gives me everything. And I love Mercedes. Um, looking at it now in retrospect, like many years later after seeing it, I get like a little bit of Zendaya out of it for some reason. Mm -hmm. I'm still yeah. channeling a little Zendaya, but she also, to me, looks 12. Like, I think she looks very young, but it's a good picture. Agree. Great comments. Uh, so who would we have called first? Um, I think I'm in a tie between Joanna and April. <sighs> I mean, like April's, I, I wish she would have just tilted her shoulder just a little bit more so it wasn't so straight onto camera because it's just like a lot of like flesh for me. But uh, I mean, her face is like symmetrical. But I think I would call Joanna first because this looks like a, like a comp card. This looks like a beauty campaign. This looks like this is an ad for Sephora. Yep. James, what about you? Same. I mean, for me, I think it's hard because it's, it's, to me, it speaks to the strength of the picture of Joanna that she didn't really have any comments about the commercial at all. They didn't talk about her. They didn't really say much, but this picture's so good that it brought her to the top. But I think mm -hmm. based on performance and also the picture's amazing, I would have picked April first. I thank you all for your comments about Joanna's picture because I see what you're saying. It does look very professional, especially alongside most of these other photos. I think I would still choose April. There's something that's very like golden age of Hollywood to me about this shot that I like. And the way that she is in the lighting, I think is something that I really appreciate too. Who would we have eliminated? I, I would have sent Camille home because even though Katie's is kind of boring, there's there's like a little thing in the eyes. You know, she, one eyebrow is a little raised up. So it's it's like she knows that she is trying to do something but it's just not coming out right like I, I feel like katie really tried she really just wanted to be herself and that's this obviously this is what was captured whereas camille i think was just focusing too much on the pain that she just probably wasn't focused like she literally looks like she's a, like totally caught like jam the headlights mm. i think it's interesting too because her lips do not look swollen in that picture no no i think all. she was feeling it you know like she was feeling the tightness in her face, but because yeah. there could have been, could have been a little bit of a smirk, even just in the lips. I think it would have changed the whole photo around. Yeah, yeah like add some swag to it, or you know what I mean, like yeah. some personality. Like no matter what it is, it would have been better than it is. Yeah. So I would, I would send Camille home. Yeah, I think Katie's boring. I would have sent her home. <laughs> I like Camille. I'm, I'm just like, I'm at a point with Camille in this season where it's like I like the hijinks. I like the the nonsense i would have kept her i i think her picture sucks though and i wouldn't i mean that's one of those ones that you take out of the portfolio and put it upside down in the back <laughs> you get to shred that one. Oh. <laughs> uh, who do you get sent home my, my decision is based not solely on this photo but also on i think commitment level i do feel like camille is very dedicated to winning the competition at this point 
think she's trying, even though she's not always thriving. And I feel like this is a week where I saw Katie really throwing in the towel, like not wanting to rise to the challenge that are presented to her. I think this photo is an example of that. But uh, Dr. Anaya, I agree with you that she is bringing more to the photo that Camille is bringing, but much, much less to the to the commercial shoot. So for me, that would be a tipping point to get rid of Katie at this point. I, I really feel like Katie was running on fumes for the last few episodes anyway. I've also talked a lot about how I think Camille is unfairly represented in the editing here and that she's actually not that bad. <laughs> And James, I think you've pointed it out, like she's not saying that much. It's what people are saying about her that is the problem. Yep. Yeah, sometimes it's it makes me sad sometimes, especially when you see someone like this, because especially as a woman of color, I think she oftentimes you're there's just a lot of things put on you. And so if you're quiet, it just it just bumps me out because like she, she could be a just, sweetheart, you know. Mm-hmm. Yep. And as we learned, she has big Capricorn energy. She is not there to make friends. She is there to dominate yeah. the competition. <laughs> totally. I Yeah, I just think that the girls are taking her confidence for Arrogance. superiority. Yep. Like, I, I don't think she is, she thinks that she's the best. I think she thinks that she's doing the best. Hmm. And so I think, especially, I feel like that's where Joanna projects because Joanna is probably still working on the confidence thing. So she's probably like, damn, I wish I could be just as strong as Camille, but I don't want to be a bitch. Yeah, I can see that. Let's move into One Smiles to Live. So at dinner in the beginning, Katie freaks out about Camille putting ketchup on her pickles. (laughs) And Joanna swiftly... um, Tells Katie not to pickle shame Camille. <laughs> I love that advocacy. <laughs> <laughs> then we then we see all the girls comparing their belly sizes to each other to see who is the biggest, uh, except for Joanna, who covers herself up and then like shrinks out of the frame to not be part of it, which completely understandable. One thousand percent relate mm-hmm. to that. <laughs> uh, yeah. Then there's an there's a scene where Camille is on the phone with her dad kind of talking about the acting challenge and telling her dad about the feedback she received where Katie sort of just jumps right in and grabs the phone and starts asking the father why he doesn't cry more in front of Camille, which is just awkward. Yeah. 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 It's very colonial. Yeah. Like, go back to my parents. <laughs> very, it's very Quaker of her. <laughs> um, yeah. Like I'm on, I'm on a personal phone call. Please do not interrupt. Uh, <laughs> Like so rude. And then there is a moment where we're at the dining room table, which happens. This is like a fucking table talk. Like this is where the shit, like where is Jada Pinkett Smith? Because this is where all the the good stuff happens is at the the dining room table. (laughs) Mercedes and Camille talk about how Camille reacts, doesn't react to feedback. She's just very stoic and does, lets, um, you know, it's just like waters on a duck ba- on a duck's back. She doesn't really care what people think. It pretty much. Camille always wants to be in control and shows no weakness. Um, and then Camille fights back and saying, you know, if I wanted to do the acting thing, I would do the acting thing. So, she, but her thing is not acting. So she wants to be a model. So she's putting everything into modeling. After her speech is done, well, her TED talk is over. Um, Mercedes <laughs> uh, proceeds to chant, "Vote for vote for Camille. She's running for office. Vote for Camille." <laughs> which is a fun thing because we've we all noticed mercedes kind of drags camille slightly throughout the entire episode so yes very subtly but effectively 
Well, let's talk about what we think are this week's contribution to pop culture. My contribution is going to be Mr. Kyle Hagler. I think this is the, this is the groundbreaking moment because you never see, and like who knows who any of the managers or agents are except for like the big names, which are named after, you know, who the agencies are named after. But obviously IMG is not named after Kyle, but to meet someone who's so big in the fashion industry and like is going to be managing your career is like insane. So I love that they get to meet him and not wait till the very end. Yeah, my my contribution for pop culture was uh, the introduction of the concept of beauty shots. Um, For me, I hadn't really seen that before where they were, I mean, it's a deep dive into kind of going in and explaining the role a beauty shot or a headshot would play in the industry itself. Uh, For me, it's it's Rolitos. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Someone hungry? Snack from this era. very grateful to James for doing some research on the history of Rolitos. Mm-hmm. And we discovered that they were on the market in 2002, but then renamed something vaguely Spanish sounding for the Latin American market and ultimately discontinued in 2014. I thought that they may have been reincarnated as, as Takis, but that's that was just <laughs> me writing fiction. Um, <laughs> Rolitos were definitely trying to come for Doritos Crunch, but she died. <laughs> this sounds like a great prompt for like, Rolitos fan fiction, but maybe I'll write it. I'll, I'll write it. Note to self. Well, what, what were the cringes of the week? Ew, gross. Oh, the cringe. For me, honestly, and this is just me going off because I'm a big guy and this is something something that I suffer with, is the comparing of the bellies in the restaurant. Granted, you know, it's all fun and jokes, but like, clearly you want to, you know, that's not something that she finds fun in because she I don't even think she has a belly I think she has a good body but obviously when you're not the average size you know I mean any number of those girls could have experienced disordered eating in their lives and so like Mm -hmm. the the whole discussion I think is even for the people who are participating in it can be really uncomfortable yeah my cringe of the week was the whole situation during elimination when Camille was in the bottom two and just Tyra like putting words into her mouth. Um, It was just, I found it inappropriate. I thought that it was kind of, it just was felt icky to me when, you know, she's telling this, she's telling this contestant, like you're cold or you're quiet, but then she proceeds to sort of have this sort of monologue or this monologue of the things Camille thinks or the things Camille is going to say. Like, I don't necessarily like, I don't always find Camille to be the most charismatic of the contestants. Like I don't like see her and like love her, but I also hate it when you don't say something and someone has, you know, kind of puts words into your mouth like that. Like there's a lot of, a lot of projection of what Tyra thinks as opposed to what she knows. And that was my cringe. For me, it was Nigel's comments again, about Joanna's body, not the first time, but this is definitely the worst so far comparing her to a, a gorgeous house that has something fundamentally Ugh. wrong with it, I think is so disgusting. Yeah. Still reeling mm. from that. <laughs> Just, oh, she did all that work. Uh, and then he says that. It's like, ugh. And I think later, Joanna will acknowledge that she is a size two. Yes. Uh, so Six it's feet like, tall and a size two. Wow. Well, what do we think is the cringiest cringe? I'm going to have to go with the bellies because they're, they are in a modeling competition. And I feel like this is kind of, 
weird to be like oh i have a bigger belly than you and it's just yeah. like they're forcing their bellies to be big it's not like they have like naturally big bellies right. yeah they're pushing it out yeah um i vote for the you want to comment because i think it's so gross <laughs> but i agree that the bellies was a weird moment no shade to you dr and i yeah i i agree with both of you but i am gonna agree with with charlie here just because i think that i think the thing that made it more cringy to me is that they were talking, they were telling her, you know, that she had a beautiful picture and all these things. And he just threw it out. Like it wasn't even related to what their conversation was. It was just all of a sudden, Nigel's like, oh, and I hate her body. It's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like her body's not even in the photo. All right, well, let's talk about where Katie is now. In three, two, one, breaking news. Where is she, Charlie? Tell us. Well, I'm glad you asked, Dr. Anaya. <laughs> After appearing on the show, Katie went on to walk the runway in fashion shows like Louis for Dad. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I can't tell if they're Spanish, um, but I would read the last name as Verda, but that's yeah. just because I'm Yeah, Louis Verdad, yeah, yeah right? That. Is it? Okay, we'll go with it's that. It's not Louis Vuitton. <laughs> This is this is this is this is Louis's Mexican cousin. <laughs> and also California Market Center's direction, whatever that was. The hell that sounds like that fucking building that's in downtown that houses I mean, all the showrooms. It sounds like it's a, a trade very show. important yeah. collection, you guys. <laughs> Maybe she was like an arrested development business model. <laughs> She also played a minor character on The Bold and the Beautiful and guest appeared on one episode of the series, Eve. Look at that. She she did end up on a soap opera. She got booked and blessed. Yeah, <laughs> getting gigs left and right. <laughs> James, what else do we know about her? So Katie has been signed with New York Model Management. The, uh, I don't know what NYM2 division means, but it's probably good. And LA Models for the runway divi division. Unless NYM2 is like CB2. <laughs> <laughs> this is it's it's m2 is the child division <laughs> yeah, it's between, it's between division for sure she she's also been represented by robin novato talent and model management which i didn't know robin from the first season had a talent and model <laughs> i mean it's spelled the same it's spelled is it the same it's got to be the same she has since retired no. from modeling and she's married and goes by the name Katie Palladino and has two kids. And I wonder if it's the Palladino sparkling water fortune that she married into. <laughs> Maybe, but I, the name Ka Katie Palladino has a really nice sound to it. Like as a poet, I, I appreciate that. She made a good marriage choice. <laughs> if your name's gonna sound terrible, don't take the ring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unless it has money behind it. Well, that brings us to the ed end of our journey today. Um, James, thank you so much for being here. Reminder thank you for to, joining us. Thank you guys. Reminder to all the toppers. Yeah, um, my, I don't really do social, I mean, I do social media, but it's mostly just like a fun, <laughs> it's like a fun distraction, but I- You are very fun on social media. Do not yeah. sell yourself oh, you know, Yeah, you are fun. Yeah, no, I mean, I, it's literally, I just do it for fun. And when Tyra freaking randomly responded to our tweets, especially from like a pun i was living for that <laughs> yeah. shit i literally was like i screenshotted that shit i sent it to my yeah, I, did I sent it to my friend renee who was in the pictures i showed you guys when we were talking like i thought i was very I, I feel like i should pin it but i don't even know how to do that um i am on twitter as um 
at Looky Lou Boo, which is L-O-O-K-Y-L-O-O-B-O-O. -O -O -O. Um, I can't use my name because my dad is a staunch conservative and has the same name as me, so I had to do something creative. And uh, I'm on, um, I'm also on Instagram as just Looky Lou, L-O-O-K-Y-L-O-O. Um, I love that you mentioned how we are the only Tyra acknowledged ANTM podcast <laughs> in the world. It's very, it's a very important quality that separates us from other podcasts that are hosted by drag queens and have almost the same name. As yeah, well. exactly. Take that, Shea Coulee. <laughs> uh, well, don't forget to follow the pod at YWBOT pod on Twitter and Instagram. Dr. Anaya, where can the children find you when they need your support and guidance? <laughs> um, if you need some support, um, I, you can't find that with me because I need support myself, um, but <laughs> I can guide you. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Giovanni Anaya, and then you can find me on Instagram at underscore according to Joe. That's where I really do a lot of the teaching. I also want to acknowledge that Dr. Anaya is the scholar behind the You Want to Be on Top social media accounts, so you know that they are coming from an informed, educated place. <laughs> Thank you. And Charlie, where can our listeners follow you? I am on Twitter at Charles underscore Jensen and on Instagram at Charles Jensen, J-E-N-S-E-N, because -E I'm Danish. <laughs> please, please join me. I welcome you. Um, well, thank you again so much for this time today. I loved having this chance to talk. Um, James, it's been lovely having you. Expect another invitation. Yay! Yes. You did well. This was your audition and you nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> like, kind of, this is this is actually casting week. <laughs> well, I was kind of I was kind of like had in the back of my mind, I was like, what if this goes really bad? And then I'll be like, I got my ass kicked off the pod. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're gonna say to the person who does <laughs> I would definitely won't do that. <laughs> Good. That can I'll be Charlie's it. job. <laughs> I'll to do send it. people. Home. <laughs> I'm 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 like a Camille. I have no feelings. Yeah, yeah you're just medium. Oh, <laughs> nooch. Yeah. I'm nooch. <laughs> All right, everybody, have a great day. Take it easy. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.